everybody. Welcome back to our Bible study on this wonderful evening. Hope and prayer everybody's had an awesome holiday, an awesome time with their families and friends, loved ones. Amen. And most importantly, an awesome time with Jesus. Amen. And we, we uh, last week was unfortunately unable to finish this series. And so I want to finish it tonight. We had a, a funeral last week and really uh, last Wednesday was the funeral. So we, excuse me, last Tuesday was the funeral. And so we uh, was unable to uh, bring the broadcast that evening uh, due to the conflict of schedule. But we're thankful to be back here tonight. And, and we want to finish it up and continue to hammer home, again, the, the reason for the season. Christmas was just two days ago. Uh, if you're just getting this broadcast, it was two days ago. And so uh, you think about it, Jesus would only be two days old, if you please. And we, we continue to uh, let you know that, again, this is just a time of year when we celebrate the birth of Christ. The, the time is not exact not the time of uh, the, on the calendar date, but the time in which we set aside to where we uh, take some time out to uh, acknowledge his birth and his coming. And really, and this Bible study here was to really just hammer home the, the, the importance of keeping Christ in Christmas. Some people say Merry Xmas, but we don't want to cross out Christ. We, we, we don't want to say Happy Holidays. Yes, it is a holy day. We consider it, but you know what? It's still uh, Christmas, and so we continue to want to uh, continue to uh, endeavor to tell men and women about the the importance of having Christ first in this season, in this season like where you lift up Jesus and, and we celebrate the, the coming of the Lord. And we share with you this weekend about, uh, again, how the God will eventually come again. He will come again just as sure as he came before. He will come again. And so prepare, prepare for the Lord's return, prepare for Again, the day in which he will eventually come and set up his kingdom uh, post after the church, you know. But again, make sure your hearts and souls are ready, no doubt, for the return of Jesus Christ. And so how do we do that? By giving our lives over to him. And so some of the reasons for the season is to really let the men and women know. Let men and women know that uh, this is important to be saved, the importance of being saved, the importance of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and, and the importance of, uh, not dying lost without Christ. Many are leaving this earth as we've been sharing with you over and on and going uh, day after day. You hear somebody else, uh, young folks, young and old, rich and poor, uh, does not have uh, a, a, a particular criteria. Death comes to us all. And so we want to make sure that we're ready to die and our relationship with Christ is on point. And so the reason for this, the, the reason for this season, the reason for Christ coming is to get us back to our Heavenly Father to get our relationship back on point with the Heavenly Father that was lost in the garden. All right, we're going to get back into it. we got a lot to cover. I want to cover this part three here and just a rehash here. Let's go to Isaiah 7.14. Just a quick reminder of the reason for the season in Isaiah 7.14. Scripture tells us, Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And so, uh, again, there was a prophecy in, in the Old Testament. Isaiah is one of the prophecies that he was coming, and we see that name Emmanuel, one of the names in which uh, Christ goes by Emmanuel. Meaning, in the New Testament, it tells us the interpretation of it, meaning God with us. God is with us. And so we thank God that the Son of Man, the, S the Son of God, came down to dwell with man. I saw a statement the other day about how God, the Son of God, came down uh, became a man to, to enable men to become sons of God. Let's read it again. The son of God uh, became a man to, to enable men to become sons of God. You think about that. He came, he left heaven to come to the earth 
no doubt that we walk among us and dwell among us and live and, and overcome sin and temptation and no doubt uh, down the cross for our sins. And so he did all this that we can become sons of God. In Matthew 1, 21, just a quick refresher. The Bible says uh, here uh, concerning the, the birth of Christ, it says that she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from the sin. So the reason for the season we share with you uh, over the past few weeks is, Again, that to save people from their sins. If you're lost in sin tonight, Jesus can save you. He can change your life through the born again experience it, where your desires and your, your 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 driving factor will no longer be for sin, but it'll be for Christ to please the Lord. He delivers from sin. He cleanses from sin. He washes away all of our sins. So we thank for that time. So one of the reasons for the season was to come and save the people from our sins. Uh, from their sins is what it states, but it's all of our sins. All have come short of the glory of God. In Luke 19.10, Luke 19.10, Jesus plainly said it this way. He said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost, that which was lost. And so who's lost? Mankind. Mankind, the fallen creature, the fallen nature of man. Through sin, we were all born this way, lost without Christ. And so he came to find us, came to seek and to uh, save that which is lost. Again, and so we have to be willing to be saved as well. You have to be willing to be saved. It's not going to force it on you. We can't force it on you. You have to be willing to do that. And it's nobody's excuse and nobody else's loss but your own. If you fail to give your life over to Christ tonight. Let's go to Romans 623 as we'll be sharing Sunday morning. The title of the message was the best gift forever. The best gift forever. And sometimes I was reminded about a, a, a kid who say this is the best day ever or whatever case may be they may say this is the best gift ever but this salvation that the lord brought was the best gift and it's forever we share with them how uh go back and listen to the broadcast about the best gift forever <clears throat> about how that we had gifts we have toys and we have uh clothing and whatever else you may have gotten for birthdays christmas whatever it may be and how that those things come and go and they are limited to a certain few functions but the gift of eternal life is forever the gift of eternal life <coughs> through Christ Jesus, excuse me, Christ Jesus our Lord, how he was able uh, to do multiple, multiple, any and everything. No doubt, uh, he's like a multi-tool, if you please. If you need protection, he's there. If you need guidance, he's our, he's our guidance. If you need, uh, again, deliverance, if you need uh, a door to be open, he's all of these things incorporating the one. He's our Savior the greatest gift, and it's forever, 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 wherever you may be. So let's look at Romans 6, 23. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. As we share with you, the wages of sin is death. And so Jesus came to save us from death. That we don't have to die at the second death. We share with you Sunday morning, the second death. We're defining in the book of Revelation. Uh, again, we don't have to die twice. If you're born once, meaning through your mother, you were born once, you're going to die twice. The physical death, then the spiritual death as well. In the book of Revelation, but if you're born twice, the one preacher, my old pastor used to say, if you're born twice, in other words, through the natural birth and then, but being born again, you only have to die once. And that's through the natural death that we all will one day face. But you see that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It only comes through Him. There's no other way. There's no other way to find Him. No magic pill, no, no other God, no other thing can provide eternal life. It has to come through Jesus Christ, the one who came, Emmanuel, who came to give his life for us. Uh, again, in God, 
wants all to be saved. Listen to what it says in Luke chapter 2, 10, Luke 2, 10. All men to be saved. Listen to what it says. He says, the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings and great joy, which shall be to all people. Think about it. He says, all people. Doesn't matter what skin color. Doesn't matter what nationality. Doesn't matter what part of the world you may be from. All people, red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in his sight. Think about it. All people from every walk, rich, poor, large, small, whoever you may be. The Bible says good tidings, good news is for all men. He was coming to an angel brought forth good news. The Savior is here. The Savior has come to do what? To save men and women from their sin. The Bible says in verse 11, for unto you this day is the, in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Today, born in the city of David, born in Bethlehem, as we, we shared with you before, he was born there, and naturally he came uh, uh, to, to save mankind on that day. The Bible says in verse 12, And this shall be a sign unto you, and ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with and the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. They were praising God. Share with you how the, the heavens opened up. You imagine look up in the sky and see all these angelic beings and really just the hosts of heaven. Really, they were looking down to the earth and said, wow, that's the son of God. They were used to seeing him up in glory. Now he was in the form of a man, in the form of a man, in this form of a man. And how that he came and all of the heavens uh, adored him. All the angels worship and praise him, the Bible says. Number 14 says, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Goodwill, good news was coming. Good news was coming. Why did Jesus come? The reason for this season? To bring forth good news that Jesus the Christ has come. That Jesus Christ was coming to deliver mankind. And the angels were, were rejoicing. They said, wow, we, we can now, uh, mankind will one day be reunited back. And they can experience the same thing <laughs> that they really uh, they, they was enjoying up in the heavens, if you please. And so you think about this, men and women can all experience this wonderful gift of salvation, the gift through Jesus Christ. Let's go to first Timothy, first Timothy. And so good to will towards all men, all men, regardless of status, regardless of what we've done. Jesus Christ came to save the lost. Back when we say he came to seek and to save. I'll, I'll bring this up at first, Tim, second, Tim, first Timothy chapter two, excuse me, first Timothy two, one. I want to bring this up about a man named Paul, a man named Paul, who wrote many of these books, as we share with you, Romans. He wrote the book of Romans as well, and how he shared with them. And he began to give his testimony here in chapter 2. And he was a prime example of one that was a beneficiary of salvation. No doubt he was thankful that Jesus came. We're thankful that Jesus came. And all that, that know Christ Jesus are so thankful. My friend today, do not miss out on this blessing that God has given for man. The Bible says don't neglect so great a salvation. Salvation is great. You're missing out if you're not saved. You're missing the entire world. You're searching. You're looking for it in all different places. You've been searching all your life looking for it. I'm telling you, Christ Jesus is your answer tonight. Jesus Christ, stop. Put away all your doctrine. Put away all your ideas. Put away all your ideologies, your own self-will and self-thinking, and come to Christ humbly and give your life over him while it's still time. Let's read what it says. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, and intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, 
And so this man, Peter, uh, excuse me, Paul, was, was sharing with all of the believers, the, the readers of the word, says to, to pray for all men, uh, to, 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 let's be given for all men, that all men can be saved. As we go on and read, the Bible says, for the kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So the Apostle Paul was saying, hey, his desire, which is God's desire, was to see all men from all walks of life uh, be saved. The Bible says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. So he says, pray for people. Pray for people. Back to what we were talking about earlier about goodwill towards all men. We need to pray that people will come to know Jesus Christ. Pray that souls will come to be come to the realization that Jesus is Lord. And they will serve Christ and live for Christ. He said, pray for men in authority. Pray for men of all walks of life that they will come to this realization while there's still time. The Bible says in verse 4, who, who will have all men to be saved. The reason for the season is this verse right here, that all men will be saved. He says, and to uh, come to, unto the knowledge of the truth. Stop listening to the lies of the devil. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy. He says, oh, you good. You're okay. Uh, it's a fairy tale. Uh, this, that, and the other. The Bible's not real. Oh, suppression of man. Stop listening to all that lies. Those are the lies of the devil to keep you away from Christ, to keep you away from the true joy you're looking for, to keep you away from everything that, that Christ wants you to have. But just stop running. Just stop hiding from God. Stop fighting God. Stop not believing God. Let's read again. He says, who would have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth, the word of God. You read it, believe it. Don't even question it. Don't question it. Trust it. Trust it. Believe it. We walk by faith and not by sight. Even when it don't make sense, believe it. God, God's going to blow us. One of these days, God's going to blow all of mankind away. And the fact that some things that we thought we knew, he's going to blow us away and be like, no, it was really like this. Some things up in heaven that God will one day reveal to mankind. And the Bible says, and so we must trust God. We got to live by faith, not by sight. Let's believe what he said in his word and hold it as true. That's it. It's said and done. I'm going to take God in his word. It, never, it has never been proved to be wrong. Uh, again, it has not, never done me wrong as well. Let's move on. The Bible says in verse five, for there is one God, and one mediator between God and men. So there's one in between, between God the Father and mankind. The Bible says the man, Christ Jesus. Preach the message one time about who's the man. <laughs> he, who's the man? Jesus is the man. He's the man. There goes that man, Jesus. Jesus is the man. He's the son of Almighty God. The Bible says who gave himself a ransom. Reason for the season was for him to come and give himself as a ransom. For all to be testified in due time. And naturally, naturally, we see 2,000 plus years later, that testimony still goes out. Jesus saves. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is all of that. And then some. Jesus is all. He, he is the man. Amen. Ladies, you looking for a man? Fall in love with Jesus. Amen. You need, you need a friend to stick close to their brothers. Men out there today, he's the one. You need an example to follow after? Follow him. You need a true, true one to follow. Follow Jesus. A man among men, willing to give his life, willing to lay it all down. That's manhood. Willing to lay it all down that we could be saved. Anyway, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 
as we close with this. Reason for the season. Reason for the season. And so the St. Paul, the St. Paul, he talked about it, how that, again, for all men, he was one of those men that, that was included for all men. We're all, we, none of us are excluded. You say, I'm pretty, I've done too much. I'm too bad of an individual. I'm too far away from God. You're never too far away from God. Never too far away from the Lord to come to him and be saved. This is what it says. And I thank Christ, Apostle Paul wrote, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. He was recollecting on back of where Christ had brought him from. You got to realize that he was a lost sinner, just like all of us. He was a terror to the church. He wreaked havoc. He threw Christians in jail. He, he, he saw Christians get murdered. He approved of it. People's lives taken because they believed in Jesus. And now he's writing this because he's thanking God. He, he No doubt in his mind, he probably said, I should be in hell. But he saved me. He saved me. He was writing his letter to Timothy saying, Timothy, Jesus saved me. He changed my life. He showed me grace and mercy. And that's why Jesus came. The reason for the season was to give man another chance, to give us all a second chance. Sometimes third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Again today, how many chances? I don't know how many. It's between you and God. But we shouldn't play games with God like that anyway. But you know what? We serve a gracious, loving God. And the Bible says, I thank God he put me in the ministry. He even called me to preach is what he said. Not only did was he willing to forgive me for what I've done to his church, but he said, now nah, he wants me to preach. The total opposite. Complete turnaround. That's what Jesus does. He came. The reason for this season is to do a complete turnaround. Repentance. True repentance. Not to repeat our sins, but to repent of our sins. For now we serve in him, living for him. Let's move on. The Bible says in verses uh, 13, he was so thankful. He said, who before was a blasphemy? He began to tell who he was. He said, I blasphemed God. I cursed God. I lied about God. I, I cursed him and I, I talked bad about the church. Like many do. Talk bad about the preacher. Talk bad about this one and that one. He said, I was a blasphemer. The Bible says a persecutor is another. He said, I was also a persecutor. I persecuted the Christians. As we share, I threw them in jail. I, I, I saw them burn at the stake. I saw them beheaded. I was a, I was a terror, is what this man wrote. The Bible says and I was an injurious person. Probably, perhaps, even laid hands on folks. Not in, not in the spiritual way, but in a physical way. He, he probably, he said, I was an injurious person as well. He probably did his own amount of dirt against the believers through rocks. Maybe did some cutting, some stoning, some stabbing. The Bible don't go into all the, de all the details of his life. But he, he testified, he said, I was an injurious person. But that's the very one Jesus came for. And it shows us God's mercy. That's the reason for the season. Jesus came to seek and to save the sinners. You and I, you and I, that did not deserve his love. And the Apostle Paul said, but I obtained mercy. I see that. I obtained mercy because I did ignorantly in unbelief. 
It's time to leave ignorance of sin tonight. It's time to leave the ignorance of sin. It's time to leave the ignorance of the devil. Serving the devil, you have to be ignorant in your mind. You say, you know what? I'm going to lose my soul. The numbers don't add up. The damage don't add up. Why in the world am I chasing this loser, the devil, when I can serve the winner, Jesus Christ, the victorious one? The numbers don't add up. Why am I so unhappy? Because you're following the wrong one. Why am I so miserable? Because you're following the wrong one. Why has my life turned around? Not turned around because you're following the wrong one. He says here today, how that he says, I obtained mercy. I ignorantly was walking in unbelief. I didn't believe. I didn't believe that. I'm sure there are many that are, are, are in hell today that are saying, man, I, I foolishly, ignorantly did my own thing. I ignorantly rejected the Bible. I ignorantly pushed God away. The Bible says in unbelief is what he did this. But thank God for his grace and his mercy. We all, before we come to Christ, walked around in ignorance, laws. Some have a thousand degrees on the wall, but still ignorant to God because of unbelief. The Bible says here in verse 14, and the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. So his grace and his mercy caught, look beyond my ignorance. It looked beyond my foolishness. It looked beyond my faults and my failures. That's the reason for the season. Jesus looked beyond all of the faults of mankind and was willing to come give his life the Bible says that his love was shed abroad. His love, the reason for the season is he was coming to express love. The love of our Father. The love of, of, of his Son, Jesus Christ. The love, no doubt, because he yearned to get that relationship back to the lost with Adam. His greatest creation, he loved it so. Christ's love today reaches out to you and I. That was the reason for the season. Every year, every 365 days, God, through his love, tells us Jesus' birthday. It's my son's birthday. It's my son's birthday. We celebrate during this time. It's my son's birthday. He's letting the world know every uh, springtime and Easter time, Resurrection Sunday, again, God begins to let the world know over and over and over again. At least twice a year, God reminds the entire world. He does it every day. God speaks to people every day. We pray the men and women will come out of their ignorance. Open up their eyes while there's still time. Wise men serve the Lord. We didn't talk about the wise men, but wise men serve the Lord. Let's move on a little further. He says, uh, 15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The reason for the season why Christ Jesus came to save sinners who I am chief. He said, I was the chief. I was the top sinner. We all can feel that way at one time or another. We all feel that way. Again, but you know what? Uh, he, he he really just, he, he felt like he was just the, the bottom of the barrel. He said, I'm so unworthy. You know, when you come to Christ humbly, you feel the same way. You say, you know, I'm so unworthy. I've done so much dirt. I've done so much this, that, and the other. But Jesus looks beyond that. He said, I was the chief. This man who wrote 12, 13 books in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, once was a terror to the church. But now he's a terror to the devil's kingdom. That's what we want to be. We want to become terrorists to the devil's kingdom. When Jesus came, he was a terror 
to the devil's kingdom. The devil was shaking in his boots. He hated it so much that he, he, he sent out to, to where he was ready to kill Jesus at the age or as an infant. He, well, he tried to kill him as an infant, as a newborn. The Bible says that when Herod came and killed all the, the, the newborns from two years and under just to make sure that he got it, but he didn't get it because they escaped to Egypt. But you see that, how that again, uh, Jesus Christ came, he was a terror. And the Apostle Paul, on the flip side of that, felt like he was a terror against the church and against the kingdom of God. But now he's now a terror against the devil and the works that he does. So he said, I'm the chief of sinners. I was the worst of the worst. But again, that's why Jesus came. Let's move on. The Bible says, how be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering. How long? Year after year after year. I got saved when I was, what, 22? Uh, 1990, yeah, 20, 21, 20, I was about to turn 22. A couple of months away from turning 22. And thank God, he gave me 22 years to get it right. For some, he gives 30. For some, he gives 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. Because I was thinking, I pray for the Denison family, the Jones, Charlene Jones, and her sister Betty, and Sequency. Their father passed away yesterday. Their father passed away yesterday. And so continue to pray for them. But God gives men time by his grace. Some live longer than others. Some live until their 90s. Some live in their hundreds. Sometimes you wonder why. Is it, uh, well, some of them, the scriptures say because of uh, uh, good deeds, but we know not everybody's that. Sometimes it's God's grace trying to give them a chance to make things right before they leave this earth. And so we see how the God is long-suffering. Long-suffering. This 2,000 plus years later since he's been gone, he's waiting. Why does he come back sooner? He's waiting. He's waiting for the kingdom to fill up. He's waiting for his kingdom to be full. He's long-suffering, giving people a chance. Will you pray? Will you seek my face? Will you turn to me? Will, will turn from your wicked ways? Will our world? Will, will you raise up a missionary? Will you raise up somebody? Will you answer the call of God to go and preach to nations? God is waiting on us. Oftentimes, he's long-suffering. He's not, his will is not that any should perish. The Bible goes on and says, For a pattern of them uh, which should hereafter believe on, on him to everlasting life. So Christ is long-suffering, and it was a pattern. It's a pattern. You see that? Long-suffering for a pattern to them that should hereafter believe on him. So there's a pattern. God gives men and women ample amount of time to be saved. Number 17. Now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, and only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The reason for the season, the reason for him coming was to seek and to save the lost. His will is not that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. <laughs> Amen. So we just want to finish up that Bible study. I'll give you that. You can pull it up for me real quickly. Uh, real quickly, I'll be close with this. That's uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter 3, 9. Let's be close with this. <clears throat> My voice is starting to go too, 
It's that time of the year. I get winter allergies, so bear with me, folks. Bible says, the Lord is not slack concerning. You got it up? 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack. As we said before, Jesus already has come. And he will come again. The rapture of the church will take place. The end time scenario, the book of Revelation, will one day eventually kick in completely. And the Bible says that he will return one day and set up his kingdom on earth. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. The Lord said he was coming. First time, God said he's going to send his son. Uh, the prophets prophesied about Jesus coming. He's not slack concerning his promise. He came to pass. It also says he'll come again. He's not slack concerning his promises. He says there's some men count slack. Ah, fairy tales, fairy tales. I get I marvel at people sometimes. They they come at me and say, Oh, the Bible's coming to life, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. God is trying to get men's attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. People see him, they they, they push it off. But the Lord is not slack as some as men count as slack. Ah, no big deal. Salvation, yeah, yeah. Christmas, yeah, yeah. This could be your last Christmas. The Bible says, but is long suffering. There it is again. He's long suffering. He's waiting and waiting and waiting. Chance after chance. Family members, friends, loved ones, total strangers come at us every day. You and I, throughout all of our lives, to point us to God. He's long suffering to us, not willing that any should perish. That's why he came. The reason for the season, he came so men and women don't have to perish. He says, but all should come to repentance. All should come to repentance. And that's really the reason for this season. Is that men and women can repent and turn from their wicked ways. Turn from our sinful ways and come to Jesus Christ to know him, to live for him. Serve him, obey him, follow him, become a believer in Christ. And we pray tonight that, that that'll be your prayer. While we still have breath in our bodies, while you still have time, don't neglect, don't neglect, don't reject the gift of salvation, the greatest gift forever. The greatest gift forever. I said with my last one. I give you one. Go to the book of Acts for me. The book of Acts chapter, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hebrews 2, 13, 2, 3, excuse me, 2, 3, 2, 3, it's a reference also in Acts, but I'll use 2, 3 here. Hebrews 2, 3 is we close, this is my last one. Bible says, how shall we escape? How shall we escape? The wages of sin is death, as we share with you. The greatest gift of all is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says, how should we escape? Escape what? Death. If we neglect, if we neglect so great salvation, how should we escape the judgment? If we neglect, put it off. I'll, I'll get saved later on. Right, give me time, preacher. Give me time. Give me time. When I get, uh, not right now. Think about people. I pray with people. You pray with people and that may be the only time. I may not come back to him again. I may come back to him once or twice. But over time, you know what? You, you don't always get the opportunity. 
preach to them and let them know. Don't neglect salvation. So great a salvation. The Bible refers to it, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. So we'll stop right there. We'll stop right there. Don't neglect it. Come to Christ while it's time. The reason for the season, Jesus Christ, the Lord our God. God bless our prayer. We look forward to seeing this Thursday night in person. Come on out. Be with us as we close out our last service of the year. Our last service of the year. There at 334 Asher Street. Let's come and close it out. Come bring everything. Let's close out the year. And again, let's, let's believe God for great things this Thursday night at, at 730, 334 Asher Street. Amen. We look forward to seeing God bless you. Continue to pray for us. We said from the Dennis family, Jones family. Continue to pray for the Diaz family as well. They're doing much better. Uh, again, we, as we shared, we had a funeral last week. Continue to pray for them, the children, and mom and various extended family. Again, that they continue to uh, uh, deal with the, the loss of Reuben. So we continue to pray for them as well. Amen. And so uh, God bless you. I pray. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless you.